Hi, you're welcome to my channel. It's a 15-minute prayer channel. It's called Let's Pray. And my name is, well, you can call me Sister T. So on this channel, I use the opportunity to connect with believers. So you're welcome if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ the Son of God, our Savior. You're welcome if you believe that there is a God and His name is God Almighty. You're welcome to pray with me. Um, I think that prayer is so very important, especially in this time, in this era that we're in. And there are so many people who don't pray anymore. And I, I'm actually one of them anyway. And I decided that that has to change. So every day, if you can spare 15 minutes, you can join me on my channel, Let's Pray. And before I start, before we pray, I would just like to say a few words, something that's on my mind. Uh, well, I don't really know what you're going through. Everybody goes through something, and um, especially believers. But... This made an addition. I, I, I really want to talk about grief and loss and pain. You know, there are a lot of believers who, they have this um, deserve complex. They have this um, ideology that because they're believers, they deserve to be happy all the time. They deserve to have all the good things in life. They, they deserve what they feel they deserve. And um, from what I've experienced and from what I've seen in the Bible, I don't think deserve is a very good word for a true believer to use in his or her mind when trying to understand or explain life. I think the word deserve um, shouldn't even be like considered at all it, it, it's kind of false because pardon me but um if you think about it you'll realize that you're just a creation someone somebody some mighty awesome god he created you he made you and so he can do whatever he wants to do with you really i think we should start learning how to tell ourselves the truth. None of us here can command God or, or instruct God on what to do. I think we're just kind of um, blessed that He is a good God. He is a loving God, a merciful God, a faithful God, a just God. Yeah, but He's also, he's also a very strict God, you know? He's also a God of judgment. And he's a God of righteousness. And he's a holy God. I think we need to start looking at God <laughs> from two perspectives. Because uh, I've noticed that believers today, they like to just look at God in this really rosy light. You know, like it's all rosy. Really, it's not. But one thing it is, it is amazing. If we just take it easy, 
and um, take it step by step, we'll find out that it's impossible to not love God, even in his severity, even in his judgment, even when it seems like he's too strict. It's impossible not it's impossible to not love him not love him it's impossible because he's good he's good all round i can i can i can take the story of job to explain this a lot of us today we're actually like job but we don't know it you know job he was he was righteous he was religious he did everything properly and he was faithful in serving God and he was blessed but all of a sudden he started to you know lose his blessings he lost his money he lost his wife he lost his children and he lost his good health he got so sick there was no cure everybody abandoned him and they looked upon him as someone who was cursed a lot of us believers today are like Job. And do you know, some of us have the wrong attitude. Some of us believe that because the Lord Jesus Christ came and died so that we may have eternal life. Some of us believe that, therefore, we shouldn't suffer anymore. Some of us believe that because of the blood of Jesus Christ and because of the grace, we deserve all the best of things that can be found in the world. I think this is a very wrong attitude. And I think that if Job had this attitude when he was going through all that pain and grief and trauma, I don't think Job would have made it. But Job, Job recognized the supremacy of God. He recognized that whether you see good whether you see evil, God is still God. He, he doesn't stop being God just because you're in pain. And he doesn't stop being God. He doesn't stop being loving and faithful and good and just just because you're in grief, just because you've lost someone that meant the whole world to you. He doesn't stop being God just because your whole life seems to be in shambles and falling apart. He doesn't stop being God at all. And you know what? He doesn't stop being amazing. He doesn't stop being wonderful. And he doesn't stop being all that we need. So then, what is the right attitude? It's not about you deserving what you think you deserve. It's about whatever the Lord wills, let it be done. It's about submission. It's about submission. Good or bad. In, in rough times, in times of sickness and in health, riches of a poor. It's, it's a marriage. It's a marriage between believers and the Son of God, who is God. So, for better or for worse, we are to submit to the supremacy, to the wonderful awesomeness of God. If we can have this attitude, if we can have this mentality, the devil has lost and Christ has won. Christ's sacrifice has not been in vain.
Because by that attitude, you prove to the world that you stand for God. Whatever comes, it takes a lot of courage. I think Job was very brave. I think he was very courageous. Because from the depths of his suffering and from the depths of his sorrow, he was able to say that he will never curse God. He was able to say that he submits whatever God wants to do with him with his life. He doesn't know why he's going through what he's going through. But he just knows that God is God and he will keep worshipping him. And you know, all that time, what was really going on behind the scenes? Yes, the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, the devil. He was there. He was taunting God because that's what he does. And he was, he was telling God that Job, Job only worships you and loves you because of all the things you've given to him. That's why he does it. If you take those things away, he won't even look at you twice. He won't even say a prayer. He won't even sing a worship song. He will never even get on his knees and put his hands together and say an amen. Do you know something? I think that I think that the devil is right about that concerning so many believers today. There are so many believers today who equate what they have in their life with their love for God. Really. Really, if you take those things away, they, they're going to go crazy. They're going to lose their minds. They're not calm. They're not patient. They don't know anything about long-suffering. And yet, these are qualities of God. And we're supposed to be God's children. Many believers today are so impatient, they can't even wait for God to bless them. They go and get their blessings from the world, from Egypt, from the devil. And then they turn around and act as if it's God that blessed them. No, this is really wrong. This is the wrong attitude. Because at the end of the day, when all is said and done, this life on this earth, it's just, it's just like a, it's just like a twinkle. It's just like a puff. 60 years, 70 years, 100 years. Even if you live to the good old age of 120, you, you haven't even started the beginning of eternity. Eternity. It is infinite. It has no end. It's a whole bunch of 120 years and beyond. It's like it's like a billion 120 years and a billion more than that and a billion more than that and a trillion into beyond that beyond. Like like you can't even you can't even quantify it because Time cannot quantify it. it. It has gone outside of time. It exists beyond and outside of time, eternity. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you had three wives, five cars, two big houses. It doesn't matter if you ate just two times a day or five times a day. It doesn't even matter if you wore the most expensive clothes because when 
you get to meet eternity. It's a different ball game. You know? There are no there are no cars. There are no cars in God's kingdom. There's no need for that. If you want to go anywhere, you probably just fly around like the angels. I mean the power there is unlimited. The light doesn't need electricity. I mean think about it. So I don't want to spend too much time. This is a, this is a channel that is for prayer. And I, I don't really say long prayers, but we never know once we start, you know. But I just want to, like, remind everybody out there that it's not about what you deserve. It's not about what I deserve. Really. It's just about submission. Submission to the will of the Most High God. Do you know it's difficult to submit to someone if you don't trust that person? It's really difficult. It's hard. To submit when you don't love that person. Believe me, I've tried it. You know, when you have a job, you have to submit to your boss and be obedient and, and well-behaved and productive and effective. Yeah, that's another form of submission. And it's, it's really hard, you know, to have a job and, and do that every day. So if you, if you have a job then you know that it's not easy to submit. It takes discipline, sacrifice, determination, willpower, effort, faithfulness, diligence. And, and as believers, it's our duty. It's our duty to worship God in spirit and in truth with the whole of our mind, body, and soul, with all of our strength, with all our intelligence, with all our desires, be they, be they carnal or not, it's our duty to worship God. And however we think, and whatever we eat, it's our duty to worship God. It's a duty. So this is a weighty topic because um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't live a good life. I'm saying define good life. I think we need to go back to the drawing board here because a good life for a believer is, is not the same thing as a good life for someone who's not a child of God. You know, the Bible talks about the wheats and the tares. So let's not deceive ourselves. In this world, there are a lot of mixtures. You have real people, like how the Bible says Noah was a proper child, how the Bible says Moses was a proper child. You know, you ever wonder why the Bible used the word proper? What do they mean when they say that and he was perfect in his in his in his generations? What does that mean? Because if you apply it, even in the now, the here and now, the truth is you have aliens, you have real human beings, you have demons, you have you have hybrids, you have um AI robots. Hey, it's a big world. Okay? So so not everybody is going to do things the way believers are supposed to do things. So you can't use worldly definitions for things that are spiritual. And we are spiritual beings. We're just in this flesh for time. Once we meet eternity, this flesh, it, it, it drops, it stays behind. It, it spoils, you know, fades, rots away. 
So if the world is going to define deserve in, in that flashy, flamboyant, comfortable, excitable kind of way, that's not the way a believer is going to have to define deserve. Because we deserve whatever God gives us. Because God knows all. And because whatever God does is good. And so we are to be content with whatever God gives us. That's the truth. Because why? It's a test. God never said that we're going we're gonna to just live wonderful and happy lives here and right here. No. No, he never said that. You know he never said that. In the Bible, when he was telling Adam and Eve to be fruitful, to multiply, to have dominion, they were not even, they were not even in the world right they were in the garden of eden and they hadn't had the sinful nature yet okay they were still with their glorious nature and unrighteous destiny but then they fell and they now acquired the nature of sin and then they had to be cast out and and brought to the ground to the earth to the world are you seeing the process here so yeah, it's good to be fruitful. It's good to have dominion. It's good to multiply. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful things for the Garden of Eden, uh, for man in his um, glorious, righteous state before the fall. But be practical. Be realistic. That's not where we are right now. And that's not who we are right now. Okay? If you don't believe me, why don't you just run into the jungle? Go deep into the jungle with all the lions and the pythons and the anacondas and the, and the hippos and the boars and the bears. Why don't you just run in there naked without any weapons and why don't you exercise dominion? Yeah, that's a wake-up call. You don't have dominion anymore and neither do I because we're in the world in this fallen state and we have to pass the test. And Jesus Christ, he died so that we could have an opportunity. He died so that we could have additional power. He died for us so that we could have grace. Grace is the ability to succeed in all ramifications. It's help. It's the help that makes the difference. So what am I saying here? I'm saying that we have to pass the test, guys. Yeah, it's an exam. It's an examination. And we have to pass it. So let's let's remove all the clouds and let's remove all the cobwebs and let's remove all the roses and, and all the perfumes from our heads. Let's also remove all the intellect that the world has put in our heads, in our brains. You know? Like when you started going to school and the teacher put Karl Marx in there. And then another teacher came along and put Benjamin Franklin in there. And then somebody else came along and, and put Confucius in there. And, and you know, we're believers. So we have to get all those people out, get all their philosophies and ideologies. What, what we need to do is just put the Word of God, and only the Word of God, in there. And in our hearts. And guess what? Do it. So today's prayer on my channel called Let Us Pray is about the word deserve. And it's about 
the emotions and feelings of grief, trauma, and loss. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I know that it's hard. I know this is the hardest job on earth. Being a child of God and, and you know, on the, on the straight and narrow road, heading, heading back to the kingdom of God, it's the hardest job on this earth. And if you're a believer, listening to the sound of my voice right now, I salute you as my comrade in arms because we're brave soldiers. It, it's, it takes only the brave. No sissies in God's army. And so we're going to pray now that God should renew our minds. Renew our minds. Give us new minds that are righteous and holy. Give us minds that submit to the Lordship of Jesus the Christ. Even in our thoughts. Let us pray now that even in our grief and sorrow, pain, trauma, and loss, we're still going to worship the Most High God. And we're not going to turn to the left or to the right. We're not going to go to Egypt to get solution. Neither are we going to go to get the wages of the world. But we're going to endure. We're going to soldier on. And somehow, we're going to get through it. Okay? Let us pray. We might not build mansions on the earth right now. Maybe not today, and maybe not tomorrow, but definitely, definitely, the Word of God says that in my Father's kingdom, there are many mansions, okay? So it's all right. You don't have to look at your neighbor and envy all the glossy, sparkling, glittering diamonds and gold you're seeing, because that's not a godly attitude, you know? Believers and children of God, we don't envy. We're not supposed to envy. We're not supposed to covet. And sincerely speaking, I don't think that there's anybody in the kingdom of God who is going to envy. I don't think envy is allowed. So we, we need to start practicing here and now how to not be envious. Because when we get there, let's face it, not all fingers are equal, okay? I mean... Some of us, some of us have led armies to victory, like Deborah. And some of us have, 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 have led people in millions out of captivity through sea. And some of us, <laughs> some of us have fought back the armies of aliens, not once, not twice, but time and time again. Some of us have been great kings. Who had too much wisdom some of us <laughs> some of us have just been you know you and me struggling to to make it in just as we are no great works no special deeds and some of us have been mighty prophets mighty prophets who ate locusts and honey in the wilderness mighty prophets that when they started talking you could hear their voice all the way in town and some of us some of us have preached to cities that were completely condemned by sin and, and have turned those cities back around to righteousness. So, so, so come on. All fingers are not equal. You're going to get to the kingdom of God and you're going to see dignitaries. And you're going to love them and they're going to love you. And there's nothing like envy. Okay? 
you're going to get to the kingdom of God and you're going to say, hi, Apostle Paul. And Apostle Paul is going to say, how are you doing today? And he's a dignitary. Come on. What about John the Revelator, the, the, the beloved who was boiled in a pot on Patmos? And yet he, 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 he delivered the revelation, the book of Revelation to mankind. You think he's not a dignitary? You think Job is not a dignitary? <laughs> I mean, if you meet Job in the kingdom of God, don't you think you're going to say, wow, you did good. <laughs> you know, and then what about you? Seriously, what about you? Because, because, you know, some of us feel that it's only in numbers. But uh, I think the kingdom of God is about quality, not quantity. Yeah, you find quantity in the devil's kingdom, but there's no quality there. Do you feel me? Because the Bible says, many are called, but only few are chosen. I'm sorry, but I'm not this kind of believer that goes with the crowd. No, 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 no. I don't believe that there is all you need to get inside one church. I don't even like the whole idea of church. It's just a building, you know? As far as I'm concerned, the real church is the body of Christ. And that is scattered all over the whole world right now. And even God said it. He said that when the day comes, he will gather his people from the four corners of the earth. Wherever he scattered them, he will gather them together. Talking about what? Is it the rapture? Is it the end time? Is it, is it, is it the, the woman with a crown running in the wilderness with a dragon chasing after her? Well, these are topics that we're eventually going to get to. Because on my channel, we, I talk about everything that's in the Bible, that's in the Word of God. Because, you know, I love God and I love the Word. And so do you. That's why you're here right now. So we're going to get there eventually. But for today, let us pray. Because we're going to pray. We're going to pray that God gives us that perseverance, that quality of strength, courage, endurance. We're going to pray that God gives us courage. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. Courage, courage, courage. It's not easy to have courage. You can't train yourself for courage with, with, with all the comforts of the world. Do you know that? Do you, have you thought about it? If you're the kind of believer who amasses wealth, surrounds yourself with all manner of riches and comfort, you, you might end up denying Christ when the time comes. Do, 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 can you see it? Do, do you doubt me? Because those things, they make the flesh speak so loud and, and the spirit is, is too quiet. We're spiritual. So we have to bring the spirit out and we have to have dominion over our flesh. Because this flesh, this flesh is not going anywhere. But meanwhile, this flesh is very stubborn and it's, it's very noisy. It, it, when it speaks, it doesn't want you to hear anything else. But do you really think that you can stand for Christ if, if your flesh is, is, is all you've been dealing with all these years? All you know how to do is satisfy your flesh? Do you think you're going to be able to stand for Christ? But the time is coming. The time is coming when there will be people. In fact, it's happening. It's happening right now. You need to go and, and read up on what happened recently in Afghanistan. Believers are being killed all over the world. In India, 
they get burned. In India, they burn people for believing in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior. They burn people. If you were going to be burned, would you still stand for Christ? You, who only knows the comfort of your cold AC houses with your 20 cars and 5 jets. I mean, you'd probably say something like, God, God loves me too much. God can never ever let me be in such a situation. Oh, really? Oh, really? You think it's one-sided, don't you? You're not living in reality, you know. Because when you're in a marriage, there's give and take. It's a two-way street. Really. I mean, how can you prove that you love God? Don't you know that the devil is the accuser of the brethren? And he's going to test. He's going to try it out. And you're going to have to be strong and stand to prove that, yes, I love God. Yes, I'm going to follow him. It's not easy. It's not an easy road. The way to heaven. It's not an easy road. And any, any church that tells you today that it's an easy road, that church is suspect. So guys, we're going to keep it short. Let us pray. In the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, Almighty Jehovah, our great God, our Heavenly Father, our Creator, our, our Almighty, the Most Holy of Holies, and in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, we come into your presence now at this hour, Heavenly Father, asking for forgiveness for all of our sins. Because we have sinned in different ways, in different forms. And some of us are struggling with sins right now, even right now. Some of us have not yet overcome. Some of us have not yet been able to resist. And some of us don't know that it's not just about repenting. But it's about resisting. Oh, great God, give us the power. Not only to repent, but to resist and to reject all the temptations of the devil in this world. Oh, great God, give us the power, give us the strength to hate as true all forms of evil. Let our eyes be wiped and washed clean. By the blood of the Lamb, so that we can see what is right and what is wrong, so that we can see what is holy and what is profane, because we're not going to choose anything profane, we're going to choose holy, because God is holy, and because he's coming for a holy church. Oh, great Jehovah, oh, great Almighty, eternal Father, and everlasting God, we can't do this. Please help us to do this. Please help us and let salvation be our portion. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Some of us, oh God, are in so much of pain. So much pain. Things have happened. Loved ones have died, even without justice. And the killers of our loved ones are still out there, laughing, mocking, enjoying life. Oh, great God in heaven, your word says that even when someone slaps us on our cheek, we're supposed to turn the other cheek for another slap. And your word says that when we forgive, we're to forgive seven to times seven. 
Spirit God, this takes a lot of strength. Give us strength and give us the fruit of the Spirit that is calmness. And let us always know how to be calm without having to panic. But let us know how to be calm for the wisdom of God to take over and lead us out of every difficult predicament in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ. We believe that we're going to see our loved ones again. We believe that all the trauma we've, pen we've, we've, we've passed through, there's going to be an end. Whether there's an end now, whether there's an end in eternity, but there's going to be an end. And therefore, we're asking you for the power to endure for as long as you will us to. Because you are the author and finisher of our faith. You decide how long we have to endure. You decide how long we'll have to be patient. And your word is law. But Heavenly Father, just so that we don't go into sin, and just so that we don't commit error, help us to endure the time. Help us to be strong enough to be patient until, until you say, okay. That's all we need so that we can be truly victorious and righteous children of the Most High God by the power of the blood of Jesus the Christ. Amen, amen. In Jesus the Christ's mighty name we pray, hallelujah. And thank you, Lord God, because we believe that this prayer, you've heard it, and we color it with the blood of Jesus Christ. And we also say, give us a new mind. Renew our minds, oh, great God, in this end time, with all these strange things to see. These days, you just wake up, Heavenly Father, and you just see all sorts of really spiritually unholy things. Just by picking up your phone, maybe there's an advert stepping out of the house, Maybe there's a, a, a billboard, or maybe there's just somebody passing by, and that person is just advertising sin from tip to toe. Nowadays, there's nowhere to go. It's everywhere. But Jehovah Almighty God, you are our great warrior before us in battle. Hey, you are the Lord of hosts. Yes, Lord, you will teach our hands to war. Help us, help us to see only your holiness. Help us to be focused. We don't want to look at any of those things. We don't want to be distracted, and we don't want to be obsessed with our problems. No, 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 no. We want to focus on the holiness, the holiness of God, the Word of God, the way, the truth, and the light. We want to stay focused. Thank you, Lord God, for hearing our prayers today. Thank you, Lord God, for everybody that has listened to my voice and said amen, joining in this prayer, and our trust is in you, the hope, our hope of salvation. For the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. And amen, and amen, and let the people say amen. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with me today and joining in Let Us Pray. And see you tomorrow for another episode. Bye now.